you know me in the jungle. I've always been an objective player more than I am like a steady ganker. Yeah. And being an objective player, this is like my wet dream. If only we could get these NA players to follow up. All right, we're going live right now. Take 35 of the beginning of running it down. Uh, guys, this is a new League of Legends show that we're... No, I'm not cutting it. We're going live here, so get yourself together. Uh, guys, this is a new show that we've been planning for a long time, so we're finally glad you know, to get it to you on this Friday. Uh, this will just be a League of Legends show every week. Uh, I think we're planning on doing two uh, episodes a week uh, eventually, but we'll start with one and then see where we're going from here. So appreciate you guys stopping by. Uh, please do like, comment, subscribe uh, to the video. So I am Q, uh, aka Crypto Q on League of Legends, as well as uh, Dalton here. Dalton, uh, you want to introduce yourself? What up, though? My name is Dalton, aka Prodigy. Just the best. Period. <laughs> How y'all doing? That- that's a that's a great intro right there. I love that stuff. So basically, the way we'll do this, we'll bring it to you twice a week. Episodes will kind of have the the structure of we'll give you the breaking news. We'll hit LCS for the most part, uh, but we will hit on like LEC, Oceana, LCK stuff like that. And then we'll do gameplay stuff that like we've seen just playing in the games, uh, and basically end the episode and and we'll see where it goes from there. So if you guys got like want to comment on the videos and let us know you know, what content we should be bringing you, uh, what, what, what content you want to see, uh, please let us know so we can get that to you. But without further ado, man, we're going to, we're going to go into episode one here. So we got the breaking news to start out with. We got set, uh, being the new champion that was, uh, released on PVE. Uh, he's going to be a bruiser in the top lane, which like, I think we looked it up pre-episode. Uh, the last time Riot brought a bruiser was like all the way back with Orn. Uh, yep. so it's, it's been a while since we've seen a bruiser. What do you think about, uh, this release of set, man? I think uh, Riot is trying to keep people entertained for this preseason. They know the viewership's going down, the play rate is going down, especially in North America. They're like, yo, we released like five champions back to back to back to back before the season starts. Maybe they'll stick around and learn them. Uh, I think it's really cool, actually. I think uh, keeping the content fresh as far as gameplay is always a good thing. I mean, that's why like games like WoW is kind of dead, in my opinion, mm. is it's always been the same thing. And they release different types of champions, I guess, and new patches like every three years. But it's always the base same thing. Whereas with a game like this, it's like, yeah, you're on the same map, but you can bring out a new champion that changes the whole dynamic of that gameplay. And I think it's really cool. Yeah, I don't think I don't think Riot can like keep up with this clip of releasing champions because obviously, and we'll get to it in a second. <laughs> like Aphelios was just released yeah. in the bot lane, but uh, he does have an interesting uh, little like qual uh, like a uh, I guess just a feature where you know how you guys spam emotes uh, or like spam uh, character actions. Yeah. Uh, oh, I'm getting a call. Hold on. Uh, he has a character action where he's doing sit-ups and if you spam that character action, it doesn't, it doesn't like reset it. It just makes him do sit-ups faster. Oh, that's so, cool. Yeah. That is cool, man. Yeah. I'm buying them. I'm top laner now. Exactly. So you're like all the 12 year olds that are going to get mommy's uh, wallet and buy the new champ. That's right. I, baby. I think I just stole your joke. But, anyways, uh, we got a Philios being released. You're in ADC. You like to play around the map. So you're ADC, mid, and jungle for the most part. Uh, also, a little bit of support. So you pretty bit. much play everything but top lane. Uh, although, I guess, like. Until sets release, baby. 
And to, <laughs> hey, we doing setups. And, and, and I, I would ask you to stop playing, stop playing mid because you literally run it down every time. Uh, man. I mean, when I'm, when I play on my silver account, I seem to do pretty well. I don't know why it doesn't transfer. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, go through Aphelios. I know you've played. Uh, I know you've played him a couple times. I've 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 supported you a couple times playing Aphelios, and we've done well. But like playing against other people, uh, maybe it's because you are the prodigy uh, that we keep winning against Aphelios. But it'll be interesting to see what the win rate is uh, in like a couple of weeks because he seems pretty complicated. I think. I mean, yeah, you're totally right. He's complicated as heck when you first get on him. Like. There's, there's no other champion in the game even relatively close to as different as he is. Every champion in the game right now has four abilities. Q, W, E, R, right? Mm-hmm. Every champion. This guy has Q and W. He does have his R, but it, it's not... His R is like... A, like It's basically like his Q when he has a sniper. It's so complicated to even get through. He's got five different weapons. You have to pay attention to what each weapon has a different passive, basically. Hmm. So like certain guns do rooting, certain dun- guns do extra damage on the auto attack after you land your Q. It's just so much more mechanics to learn and work through because it's not like Lucian where you got your two guns and you, you Q and then you get double tap, right? That's like, okay, we understand that. This guy has a different double tap for every one of his weapons. So it's totally different. So, so new, so different. And I like it a lot. I think he'll be, Really hard to learn, but it's one of those champions. I feel like the skill cap's so high that once you get good at him, you'll probably fucking smurf on everyone. So who do who does he remind you the most? Is he like because he he kind of like just watching him from afar? He like reminds me of Jin, right? Like he's doing a ton of damage. He doesn't have like obviously a lot of uh, like attack speed when it comes to like he's he's about like nuking obviously the the, the enemies there. So who does he remind you of most? Like Jin? Uh, I'd say Jin or Kate, only because I mean Kate with less mobility. Only because he does have his one gun, which is like a sniper. So he can like pop you from out behind the minions, you know. He doesn't okay. have to walk up through them. Um, Jin, the same, you know, he's got good attack range. His ult is super far range. Uh, Aphelios' ult is also really far range. Um, they're definitely similar. Uh, Jin is probably the best um, comparison just because of the no mobility on either champion. Gotcha. Like you're caught, you're caught type of stuff. Um I do think he'll be really cool. I've not seen anyone good at him yet. So, like, every time we play against him, it's just, like, free low. But, I mean, you could say the same thing. When Yumi came out, she was pretty free low, you know. Every champion, when they first come out, everybody wants to hop on it, and nobody knows what the heck they're doing. So, But I think he'll be definitely – I can't wait to see him in pro play. I can't wait to see, like, double lift or, like, bang on Aphelios popping off, you know, like Uzi or somebody like that with the super god-like mechanics on him. Is anybody playing uh, like VODs right now? Like, is anybody playing Aphelios that you've like looked not up? That I've you seen. Can, not, not that you've seen. Okay. I've seen Uzi play him in uh, at All Stars. Gotcha. He looked, it was his first time ever playing him, and he still looked like he knew what he was doing. I was like, okay, <laughs> dude. Okay, dude. Tell me about All Stars because you, you told me you watched All Stars and it wasn't that entertaining. All who? All Stars. When All Where? It was boring, <laughs> boys. Like, the coolest thing about it was probably the tandem mode where you got one person on the keyboard, one person on the mouse. That's, like, the coolest thing when you uh, see, like, a Lee Sin do, like, an inset kick and it's two different players. And you're like, okay, bro, I can barely pull that off on my own shit. But, I mean, another thing, they had TFT in, at All-Stars this year. Um, a, some people liked it. A lot of people didn't like it because of the schedule. Because, I mean, that game isn't for everybody. A lot of people don't like it. So a lot of people do like it. But 
they had it in the middle of the day and I saw a lot of like Reddit threads and um, like posts on YouTube and different stuff like that about how if they were going to put it in, they shouldn't have forced it in the center of the day. They maybe put it in at maybe the beginning or the end of the day so people can choose whether or not to tune in to watch it. They don't have to be like stuck like, oh, God, it's 12 o'clock in the afternoon, you know. Um, that I mean, other than that, it was double if didn't show up. Bjergsen didn't go. It's just it was pretty boring for me. The, the only like NA people there were I think Core JJ was there, but I mean. It wasn't it wasn't as hype as past ones, but it's always hype when you have like Bjergsen versus hype uh faker or something in the one v one tournament. Yeah, you know? yeah, yeah, yeah. It's always yeah. fun to watch. But. I've seen I've seen replays of those. Uh those yeah. are those are pretty fun. Uh so we got TCS coming up and then we'll hit the patch notes before we get into LCS. But so tell me about TCS. Uh you said there's like a fifty K uh fifty K winner uh pool there, right? Yeah, man. Tyler's Tyler's going all out. He said there's no second place, there's no third place. You either win. Or you go home with nothing, period. Winner takes all. There's five players on your team, 50K, 10K a piece. That's it. That's it. Done. And he's he's posting this on his uh, his Twitch? Yep. It'll be broadcasted on his Twitch. It's uh, sponsored and funded all by him from his website and his stream and everything else. I mean, it's all his. He's done it for a couple years now. I mean, probably four or five. But either way, it's uh, like last year he broke like, twitch record or something crazy like that he literally beat out riot for viewership as far as the world championship on his tcs goodness great he's literally that's putting crazy that, dude. i don't even know i don't even know who the next closest streamer is for, to tyler like as far as league goes i mean it, it would probably be yasuo but maybe maybe mo um yeah league it's he's kind of like it right now as yeah far as the, i mean you got xqc but he plays like He's React Andy. He's everything. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I would. I, I need to look that up, man. Like, who are the top streamers uh, by numbers on on League right now? Because because getting like four, I think he's getting like fourteen, fifteen k every yeah, time. He did like nineteen yesterday, last night, just Sheesh. playing regular games. That that dude's gonna gonna pull bank, man. And that's that's got no no time to stop. So TCS should be fun. Uh, I do want to hit the patch notes before we go into LCS real quick. Uh, this was kind of a uh, obviously a release of Aphelio, so we'll see how he does and see what his win rate looks like. There was some, and I'm I'm looking at these now. I think I pulled up the TFT ones on accident, but uh, basically, what I want to get into would be like the Diana. Yeah, Diana and Yumi. I think, I think she think. had a pretty huge change. This is because it's like she has the same abilities, pretty much. They um, changed the different some of the numbers a little bit, but. Mainly, it was her E changed to her R, and her R changed to her E, which is kind of big when your E ability is your dash now, so it's up a lot sooner, in my opinion. Mm. Um, and her R is her E, so she can, like, ER pull everyone in, and it does more damage and, you know, different stuff with her new E, but or her new R that was her E. Right. So, so it's obviously, like, an FX update, but uh, as far as as far as, like, nerf or buff, what is it? I think it's definitely a buff. I think I think it's a hard buff actually. I've been seeing her pop off, and from what I hear, if you go like aftershock on her, mm-hmm. it's nuts. Just because you can do your full combo into a team, and then you got your R popping off like that. And I don't know if her new R, which is her E, has the on her old abilities. When you QR, you get a reset on your R because you had the moonlight, so you could like jump to people twice. Yeah. yeah so yeah. if she can do the e twice after she lands moonfall that would be that'd be super cool or i guess it's not moonfall it's a crescent strike but 
if she could do that, that would also be that'd be kind of broken. So I think it's a buff overall from what I can see in games that I've played against her. But I mean, time will tell, right? Yeah, it'll be interesting to see how that how that win rate goes because I think she was already doing pretty well in the mid lane. But uh, there was a couple others. Um, let's let's go to the bot lane here. So we got Senna got a got a lot of nerfs. So I would say like the passive miss rate drop. Uh, went from like five percent to one percent. I know you were talking about how the like the thrust drop was different. Yeah, yeah. I I knew when we first played her because I bought her day one, tried her out. You know, I got to try to hop on the bandwagon of broken champions, and I just noticed like instantly. It was like, dude, I've played Thresh a bunch of times. I've seen Threshes. You've never seen Thresh's soul drop that much. Like two per wave. It's like what? Yeah. You're instantly but- like sixty by the time you're like level eight or nine and you're just insane like it's too 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 hype yeah we played clash this past weekend with our team and like we were in band mode and everyone was like okay we got a band caitlin and you were literally like hey no we need a band senna like senna needs the band and we we're like no nah, we can't we can't deal with the caitlin in this lane like too too much of a bully factor but the senna en- ended up like carrying she was diamond so she might have carried on anything she played uh, but she definitely like took over that game. But Yumi's got a couple differences uh, here. So like the U and me, her W, you can't. If if I jump out of an ADC, I have to like channel to get in, or even just to get in the first time, I need a channel. Uh, you can jump freely between champions, but that channel is going to be huge because, like you said uh, before the episode, like th- when when you're trying to dodge uh, skill shots, when you're trying to dodge hooks, that yeah. W helps so much uh, to bait those out. And then E also her zoomies. Uh, heals only once, so you can't stack, but it heals for a little bit more. Uh, a couple of different yeah. changes there. And then the last one, and you can touch on Yumi here, but uh, the last one is Braum. So Braum got a ton of buffs as well. I think his ult does more uh, knockup. Uh, let me look at it here. Yeah, what do you think about that Yumi before I move on? I just think, honestly, with her, I think that's she's going to be like half dead now. That's going to be so yeah. hard to play around. I mean, her biggest thing is being able to like, Cue someone, get the slow, hop out, get the auto, get the shield, hop back on, give the AD carry that shield. And now that's all delayed by however long that channel is going to end up being. And I know from being like a like a Blitzcrank player and stuff, when I see a Yumi, I'm like, well, now yeah, no okay. point even throwing it at her because she's instantly, as soon as I cue her, she's going to jump back into the AD carry. And now it's just going to be like, I feel like she's so much more vulnerable. And if your AD carry isn't like 100% on the same page, you could get, just screwed because you're trying to channel and he runs out of range or something you know i just feel like it could be a whole world of mess for her i think i think it's a heck of a nerf for her yeah she's gonna be way less of a independent uh cat i think you're gonna be you're gonna have to like stay in your adc a little bit more which is gonna piss a lot of adcs off because yeah. she's already okay yeah. but yeah. uh yeah brahm got his knockup uh to uh his ult I think he got uh, some W cooldown. Resistance ratios were flattened, so it's going to be stronger earlier. So Braum definitely got a buff. You'll probably see more of him in the bot lane. But other than that, man, like there's some other uh, small little nerfs and buffs to other champions, but I think we went through it. So we'll move on to LCS here. A lot of big news in the preseason, man. Uh, just, as sure. like a, just as like a disclaimer here, uh, like so I started playing MOBAs in, I believe, like, I believe in like 2013. So 2013, 2014 started with league. And I think I moved to Dota and then like came back to league. It, it was, a, it's a very weird, I know I'm going to get crucified for even saying that, but uh, Dalton is way more in or prodigy is way more into uh, the LCS and the pro leagues than I am, or at least uh, has been for a long time. So as these episodes go on, I'll be better at this LCS uh, news and, and trading barbs with, with prodigy, but uh, you know, to start off with, 
you've got the you've got the floor with this LCS stuff, man, because you've been way more involved other than uh, my my beautiful hundred thieves. Uh, I'll be able to work on that. All right, thank you. Um, so starting out, I just want to touch on because it's nothing hundred percent yet, and it can be ran over quick. I think we need to address what if these format rumors that we're hearing go through. What do people think? What do you guys think? If you you have an idea or a comment or how they should do it or if they keep it how they say they're going to do it, what do you think about it? Um, so far, what we can tell is they're going to make it where the games are played on Saturday and Sunday. There's rumors that there's they might change the time when they're played. I'm not sure. Um, mm. Like I said, nothing's 100%. But also, they're going to have a Monday game, which is definitely a whole different. And how do they choose that? Nobody knows yet. I think it might be a pre-written schedule like before, but they're going to have Saturday, Sunday, and Monday be game days. And the only way I can like uh, compare it would be like a Monday night football game. You have Monday night league. I guess you get home from work and you could see the two best teams play, or maybe it might be the two worst teams, Hunter Thieves, Golden Guardians. Um, <laughs> so, that's going to be know, a, that's going to be a season long thing until we get back to the playoffs somehow. <laughs> yeah. So you know, it, it'll, you won't know. I mean, I don't know yet, but it's also definitely very cool to talk about. And I think it, it is a cool thing. I think it's, if they do do that, it'll be, I think it'll be cool. I think it'd be worth it. I yeah, like that, it. Yeah. When you brought it up the first time, like my first question was, are they going to be able to flex games? So like, I, I like what you said, I would love to come home on Monday and like be able to watch a game on, on Monday night. But if that game is like, or I was going to say Echo Fox, but obviously Echo Fox isn't there anymore, but Golden yeah. Guardians and like maybe FlyQuest. maybe FlyQuest is doing poorly. Uh, I know I could say 100 Thieves in that spot, but I'm not going to, I'm not going to diss my boys like that. But uh, hopefully they're able to like flex the games. I know it'd be great to see like every team in that Monday slot, but if they can like flex the best game of the week into that Monday night, that would be sick. Yeah, it's definitely, I mean, that would be the coolest way to do it because they're all about trying to put out content. So you maybe they do that. Maybe like the top four teams get to play and then like you have to fight for a spot to make it on Monday nights or something. That'd be a cool way to do it. Um, oh, that would be, that's a good idea. Yeah, you got to call right up, man. Hey, show me the money. <laughs> Anyway, but yeah, let's get into um, what you want to talk about the DeMonte. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So we, we put this dashboard together like all week and we were kind of updating it. But uh, DeMonte and Paul Belter both like were out of work uh, up until I believe like Wednesday or, or Tuesday. And uh, it looks like Poe Belter got picked up by Team Liquid. So obviously you're a Team Liquid fanboy. That's right. Uh, boys. So you'll be talking about that. Jersey. Yeah, you need to, dude. That would have been sick. Uh, but DeMonte is still out of work. So it will be interesting to see uh, where he ends up during the season. I'm sure uh, if he's not picked up before the season, uh, once the team starts, you know, doing poorly, uh, maybe starts out with a couple losses, uh, maybe he'll get the call. A sidebar to that, DeMonte and Poe Belter are both NA mids or North American homegrown talent. And Golden Glue, who plays for Golden Guardians this season, is the only North American mid laner in mm. LCS this year so far. Just just a little sidebar to be like, God, dude, we got like all imported mid laners for all nine teams except for Golden Guardians. Yeah, that's a I mean what 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 do you attribute to that? Like why why would that be the case? We just don't have any mid laners in NA? Like we all suck. It's easily the most played position in League of Legends. Like you think you would get like have a bigger pool of players to pick from. Uh but yeah, I mean it's it's highly competitive, I guess. Yeah, especially when you have people that play better in other roles as far as like like uh, support or jungle or top. 
and you can import someone that's like twice as good as any homegrown talent. So why wouldn't they? I mean, mm. just like NFL players, the same reason they draft them is for, well, why would I look for someone out of high school when I got a three-year Pro Bowl? You know? Yeah, yeah, that's fair. That's fair. Okay, I mean, that's a, that's a good side note there. But as far as LCS, we didn't do it in any certain order. Uh, you know, we have Team Liquid here. I put them first because they did, uh, you know, they, they are having success recently. That's right. uh, I put 100 Thieves second because y'all are my boys. Uh, and then we'll just, we just pretty much picked a random order. So I don't think we're like ranking these by any, by any means, at least yet. Not yet. Not yet. So for Team Liquid to start it out, you know, we got our same roster. We added Broxa instead of Smithy. That's the only change this season. My biggest thing was I wanted to see if you guys thought if Broxa would be like a side grade, would he be an upgrade? Do you think he's going to be better? Do you think he's going to play better with Jensen, being that they're both European, they speak the same language? Um, what do you guys think about that as far as how it's going to go? I think – I like Smithy a lot. I don't know. I was an Immortals fan back in the day, so I really – I, I'm neither here nor there on that one. Um, Poe Belter signed on as an assistant coach to Kane. So I guess this just kind of gives him an opportunity to learn or see if he likes that – way about going because he could still come back next season or halfway through the season and find a spot after the spring split we don't know but mm. he just said he wanted to give it a try see how he liked it and of course with a coach like Kane why wouldn't you take the opportunity to learn from him you know so I think that's gonna be really cool and I think I'll let you talk about your homies here dude yeah no I want to hit team liquid because the one thing I can say about oh. TL the one thing I can say about TL is like when are they going to win the big one man like when are they going to put it together they've been North American champs multiple times they had that huge win against TSM that that comeback uh yeah you can put those down but when are oh, they going to win the big one when are they going to show up at worlds man I know they I know they got out of their group uh they got out of their group in this past worlds yep. correct no. Bullets never gotten out of groups. Gotcha. Gotta, I'm telling you, what, the only next thing to do, hey, get rid of double all five imports. Wow. You're win worlds that way, boys. <laughs> you win worlds. Hey, they, so, Steve's so, going to do it. He's got a pocketbook, brother. Cloud9 got got out of groups and, and Team Liquid didn't. Basically Not this season, me. but last season, yeah. Yeah, exactly. So we'll uh, we'll so we'll move on to 100 Thieves here. Uh, we've got a roster here of Someday, Medios, Rioma, Cody Sun and Stunt. So some days, obviously, back from his holiday, owning uh, the Academy League, uh, pretty much self-carrying the Hundred Thieves Academy. One v nine, yeah, basically. If anybody could one v nine anything, it would be some day. It just wasn't working for whatever reason. So we were kind of uh, obviously, uh, God, obviously, uh, God, who was our coach? Well, I'm blanking really hard. Uh, he just got fired. Name. Yeah. So that that'll tell you something, but uh, oh, probably yeah. So probably oh, was yeah. like trying different uh, different combinations out, and it kind of sucked to put some day on the bench there. But you know he is he he is obviously an import, so we had to move some stuff around. But it's good that we have the boys back together. We've got uh, Cody's son, we've got Medios. Uh, Stunt is from the academy, so he's brought up, and then Rioma is kind of the biggest question mark here, other than Stunt. Uh, you know, it, it'll be interesting to see how an oceanic uh, mid laner would be. Uh, I'm yeah. surprised they wouldn't bring in like a like Poe Belter was open. Why not just? Yeah, why go wouldn't you take Poe Belter, dude? He's a three time world champ or NA champion. It, right? Maybe they, maybe they thought he was washed, dude. Maybe they thought he was washed, but yeah. But you brought an oceanic talent. 
question mark boys question it is mark. it's a huge question mark so we'll be able to see uh what they do i'm kind of glad they got rid of so with all these incoming rosters like obviously there's outgoing so we got rid of bang uh we got rid of afro uh, and I say got rid of, but like they might have chosen to left on their own. I think own. most of them went in like free agency and the team was like, we're going to look at our options. Mm-hmm. So you might as well look at your options too. And I, I think a lot of the teams this season was more or less a couple of trades, but everybody just kind of picked which way they went. Yeah. And I, and I think that I think you're right. And uh, so like amazing left as well. And that's one I'm kind of sad to see go. I think when we brought in amazing, it kind of changed our season around. Like we, we didn't really have that like strong voice. I love yeah. Afro dude, but he like one of the reasons why I think he's gone to begin with is that we brought in Medios. Like it looked on the heist, uh, one of the, like the big digital uh, like documentary series. Uh, it looked like him and Medios were feuding that first year. Uh, when they had success, but they, it still looked like there was some feuding. So I don't know if they could like get along this season. So anyways, uh, hundred thieves, like it'll be, I think they come back and, and have a good season. Obviously having someday in the top lane, uh, is going to be better than fake God. So, uh, and yeah. Medios is, as, as chosen, uh, Medios has shown to, to be a really good, uh, jungler. So, uh, we'll move on to cloud nine. We got TSM. We got a bunch to hit. So let's, let's, let's have lightning rounds. Now we, we, we got, yeah. Yeah. yeah, now we got our two favorites. We go, we go lightning through everybody else. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> All right. Moving um, on to LEC. <laughs> <laughs> right. True. Um, so self-made is joining now. All right. We got, um, cloud nine up next, you know, um, they swapped out a couple of people, their bot lane, I think. Right. So now they have, instead of sneaky and Zazel in the bot lane, they have licorice, blabber, Niski. And they brought in Sven and Vulcan. Vulcan is pretty good from what I've seen. Uh, you could blame it on the team he was on last season or the season before as to why he hasn't popped off or seen much. But as far as I could tell, he's mechanically good. I don't know how good he's going to be under pressure, like how good they're going to do versus a like Cloud9 or, or, I mean, not a Cloud9, like a TSM or a TL when the pressures or the heat's really on against a good AD carry bot or something. But I think it's going to be pretty good, and we'll see if uh, Zven can make a difference on Cloud9 that he couldn't on TSM, huh? Ooh, that's a that's a that's a dig there. So so we got Vulcan in for 1.5 mil though. That's what I want to touch on. So yeah, one point- they they bought Vulcan for 1.5 million dollars. It was like a contract buyout, so he didn't get paid that. The orgs bought it from Dignitas. So Cloud9 went to Dignitas. Was like, yo. 1.5 for his contract and they're like yeah fuck it. You know what I'm they took it and he went to cloud nine for 1.5 million so he must be pretty dang good they must see something on the scouting grounds or wherever they look at the characters at or the champion of the players at to see how good they are because 1.5 million is a lot of guap yeah zazel's playing on eg now so i think eg's got a pretty pretty strong team that they put together uh but where is sneaky playing is he in is he in lec sneaky is currently still on cloud nine as a on the like team he's on the payroll or whatever you want to say but he hasn't gone into free agency um his contract wasn't up and nobody wanted to buy it out so as far as that goes i think jack said if he found somewhere that would take him he would let him go if i read that correctly when i was watching a bunch of the sneaky interviews but he's kind of just waiting around to see what he wants to do he's trying out the uh content creator route right now just wants to see if he does that full time so I think Sneaky might be taking a season off or a split off maybe or whatever. But as far as right now, we have no info. He's just kind of like, I'm going to do this for now. Good luck. Interesting. And I wonder what the reasoning behind that, but they did have a, a pretty solid bot lane there. We've got Dignitas. Oh no, we got TSM to hit. I uh, know Darduck, uh, you know, 
uh, found his way to TSM. What do you think about that? I think it's going to be another wipe, dude. It's going to be a whole blow up again. Dardak is like, Dardak is like Winnie Pooh in a freaking beehive, man. He's just always going to go for the honey. He's never going to re- learn to not get stung, right? He Every team he goes to, he just acts the same way. And, and before, he said, I changed. I, I, I've matured, and I just don't see it. And the, I don't for- have anything wrong with him. I just think he's a toxic a-hole and he doesn't get along with any team members for those of the for those people that like don't know what dardock's been doing myself included again like i'm gonna get better at this i haven't been following the pro scene what did dardock what what are the past events that dardock's been associated with it was just with? a bunch of teams that he was on like he's been on like five teams now and some of them aren't in the league anymore but every time it's always he's getting benched or booted for not being able to work with his team or being too toxic or being like just random stuff about being too much. He like, doesn't know how to work with a team or take criticism. But again, he was younger then. He's been out for like a year and a half. Maybe he's matured enough or realized that I can't be 12 years old and blow up on people when they don't when Flame. They <laughs> yeah. You know? So I was just saying he was just super toxic and nobody wanted to play with that, which I mean, in the, you're, you're supposed to be a professional. So in that sense, you're getting paid that much money. You better get your act right and focus on the game, not being a dick. Yeah, I think there's a ton of, uh, not a ton, but there's definitely some players that like are associated with being toxic and associated with kind of flaming their teammates more than they should. So double if was for the longest time. That's why they got rid of him off of TSM. Yeah, I remember that. I remember that. So we got Dignitas. Uh, Huni got, speaking of like big contracts that Vulcan got, Huni is rumored to have been paid. And, and this is himself, right? This isn't like. Yeah, I got uh, an actual sidebar on that. He doesn't even have a manager. He, he negotiated this deal and finalized it and everything all himself. Interesting. All Hooney. Dude's a genius. Yeah, and he his play has been okay. Uh, his play has been okay of late. Like he's not he's not like the strongest uh, top liner that he's I've Hooney, seen. He's Hooney, baby. Yeah. Top dead. <laughs> so Dignitas picked up Afro. Uh, they've got Johnson, who is like just pretty much an unknown at this point. Yeah. Uh, and then Froggen and Grig. Uh, but what do you think about uh, Dignitas' chances here? I actually like the team. Except for Johnson, we'll see how he works out in the AD carry position. But I know Greg was always a good macro player for TSM when he was there jungle. Hooney's always been competitive. He's never the, like, I mean, except for when he was on, like, Immortals, maybe he was considered one of the best next to Hauntzer and TSM. Um, but I think he's always going to perform, and he's always going to pull these crazy, like, rumble tops out and pop off, you know. It's just the Hooney style. It's, he's all about being flashy and all about Hooney. So, I think that's cool. Froggen, I've always liked. I've always liked Froggen's gameplay. I mean, he's a Nivea kid. You know, you can't hate that. Somebody makes a Nivea famous, pretty much. Um, we'll see what Johnson does, and I hope Afro gets his groove back. Hey, like r- Rush Hour, man. Back in the day, double lift and Afro, the shit was hype. He yeah. was always great. But I don't, he, I don't, last couple of years, he just lost it, man. I don't know what happened with Afro. I think he lost his, like, love of the game a little bit. Uh, like, you could tell, like, the way yeah. he would – like, the amount he was streaming went down – uh, like that, how he kind of looked when he was playing was down. It just, it just looked like maybe hundred thieves, like ha- had way too much of a, uh, the, like the lights almost were too, too shiny at hundred thieves. And I know that's yeah. kind of weird because he obviously like played on good teams in the past, but, uh, I don't know what it was, man, but hopefully I, I wish the best for Afro. Like, I really hope he does well in Dignitas. Speaking of a great top laner or, or speaking of good top laners, uh, we've got fly quest, man, Vipers in the top lane, uh, the the one trick ribbon. Uh, yeah. What do you what do you think? I'm happy to see Santorin over there. 
Yeah. Honestly, we got Santorin stayed with him. I think he was with them last season. Uh, Wild Turtle stayed with them. So they got new people in three different roles. Maybe that's going to be the switch up they needed. We got Viper top lane, you know, the Riven kid. Uh, Santorin in the jungle, PoE, Power of Evil in the mid lane. The, the unorthodox kid is what I like to call him because he just picked random stuff and like go the weirdest runes with the weirdest build to try to be like, I'm trying to carry my team. So we'll see. <laughs> but we got Wild Turtle, you know, one of the late great AD carries. Um, always second to double if it seems in NA. He's always been noticed as the second best AD carrier. Like when he was on Immortals and TSM and Immortals were back and forth, it was always like, well, he's good, but he's not double if. So we'll see if maybe he can make his return this season. And Ignar came over from Europe. Um, always one of the best supports over in Europe, honestly. He's actually a nut job, so I'm excited to see what he brings. Yeah, I, I just want to touch on one thing. We talked about TSM, and we didn't even hit Bjergsen, so that that is that is funny. Yeah, but he's uh, just Bjerg, bro. Yeah. <laughs> but, yeah, Santorin, I think Santorin's, like, one of the better junglers in, in NA right now. Uh, yeah, I think a lot of the imports that we bring in uh, from outside, I don't know much about. So, like, Ignar, I don't, I don't know exactly what he's been up to. But Wild Turtle's surely been one of the better ADCs. It looks like, like, man-to-man, this should be a really good team. It just – like can fly quest put it together that's that's the only thing i honestly think this might be one of the like most competitive seasons for uh, like like overall or for fly for lcs okay overall yeah. like i see the team comps and you you always have your like okay well team liquid's probably gonna do the same thing as last season but i mean it could just not work out with broxy you don't know yet it mm-hmm. could broxy could just be a big huge like thorn in the side or something could go bonk and we could blow up in mid-season so but if you look at these lineups, like just run down it. You see 100 Thieves with that lineup. You see Cloud9 with that lineup. And none of them are just like god awful. It's yeah. just like, yeah. well, I could see their strengths and I could see where the question marks are. How are they going to perform on stage when it comes Saturday, Sunday, and maybe Monday? Yeah. I mean, you could say a lot of that for the, for like in the preseason of last season, right? Like, Oh, yeah. they got a really strong lineup here, but it just never worked out. So that, yeah, that's a good point. One of the like most unknown rosters, at least to me is this immortals team. Uh, you know, so as X Smithy, uh, Ika, Altec and Hakaho, uh, you know, I don't know much about this team, so you're going to have to carry me here. So obviously, as, obviously, X Smithy is going to have to like maybe carry the entire yeah, team, but yeah, maybe. I hope he does, dude. I want to see X Smithy shine again, man. He was always good for us, so I wish nothing bad for him. Um, X Smithy back to Immortals. That was a team he was on a couple years back when we were just talking about like Immortals versus T, uh, TSM. Um, so as a European top laner, he's old school he's been around it's not guaranteed the soaz is a rumor right now it's not official nothing's been pronounced like it's just rumblings as far as we know at this moment mm. uh ika i am not sure at all it's a mid laner i think it's another oceanic if i remember correctly but i don't know as far as history goes um who else altec altec has always been s- consistent i guess mm-hmm. he's never been the pop-off kid um I feel like he's mid, mid middle of the pack, eighty carry wise, not bad. Hakuo, he's a beast. He's the Thresh God. Don't they? I guarantee they ban Thresh against Hakuo every game. <laughs> he's nuts, dude. Okay, but no, I mean I think that's a pretty good lineup according to how Ika and if Soas does come or not. We'll see how they get if they get Soas top. So so if Soas isn't there. Who's gonna play top? They didn't even have, I, there's nothing you can look up for their roster. It just says, so as rumored. 
So we wow. have no idea. It might be a fill spot from the academy, boys. Gotcha. Yeah, that'll <laughs> probably be the fill. Uh, so we've got Evil Geniuses here. They've assembled a pretty good squad. Egypt, who, before we go on, obviously Echo Fox uh, and Optic Gaming are no longer in the LCS, at least under those names. Uh, who took the names so who took who took the actual uh franchises so evil geniuses was a part of geniuses bought fox i think okay they were old school part they're like from the olden guard Uh, evil geniuses from back in the day they've been a gaming org since like 1999 or something like that it's been nuts so in old school and then optic gaming became immortals uh and then dignitas must be then clutch correct yeah dignitas bought clutch Okay. Or bought their spot or whatever. However, yeah, it works. it's like a fran. It's it, you basically when you buy a franchise, you almost have like a. Uh, I wouldn't even know what to call it to be honest, but basically you buy that spot and someone's got to buy it from you. So, um, yeah, we've got uh, Evil Geniuses here again. They put together a pretty good squad. They got Kumo top, Sven Scaring in the jungle. J- I don't know how to say this. Jizuki. Jizuki. Jizuke, and then yeah. we've got Bang and Zazel in the bottom lane. Uh, obviously, I can talk on on Bang here. He never really, you know, panned out. Uh, I don't know if that's basically with with his partnership with uh, uh, Afro, but to be honest, like even in the mid to late game, Bang never kind of fulfilled what we thought he was going to fulfill on 100 Thieves. So it'll be interesting to see, you know, what happens with Bang in the NA uh, as, yeah. like a, as like a story in general. But Zazel's yeah. going to be – if you could find a, a better support, he's probably only going to be on uh, TL. So that's a, that's a good, great support for him to have. Yeah. I, think, uh, I think they're actually going to pop off this season because they both play a more passivist lane. Ah. Uh, they're both super like when you've seen Sneaky and Zazel last season, it's always like farm to 30 minutes, group up and team fight, make shot calls. Mm. And Bang, he was in China or Korea, sorry. And when he played with Faker, he never had to be that guy. He always sat back, wait for Faker to get us to mid game and then we pop off. Got it. It was always a mid to late game pop off character. So I think this is a perfect match, honestly. That's a good point because 100 Thieves brought him in to almost carry the team, right? Yeah. Like 100 Thieves was like, you need to, you know, pop off early. You need to like yeah. carry us through these games where that's not his role at all at, at SKT. So that's a, that's an absolutely great point. Uh, I don't know much about the rest of them. Obviously, Sven Skarin, uh comes over. Uh, but what do you think about the, uh, Evil Geniuses? And then we'll move on. Uh, Jizuke is the Italian stallion from Europe. He played for um, Rip. I don't remember because they were irrelevant. <laughs> but no, he was a god. He was he was pretty dang good. His last split was kind of eh, wishy-washy, but his first two splits were he was popping off like top number one, two next to like caps, you know. Yeah. So yeah. he was he was really good. He's he calls himself the Italian stallion. So I, I mean, it's a pretty cool nickname though. Um, Svinskaren. Last year's MVP for NA, you know, um, he's probably going to pop off again. He's been consistent since he was on TSM. So I don't see why he wouldn't have the same result here unless him and Suzuki can't find common ground, but they're both European as well. And so maybe they have some sort of synergy there with being able to no language barrier. Maybe they could make calls and like weird little like European language. Like, What do you think about Svenskeren leaving TSM? I think it was bound to happen anyway that's why you saw so much blabber being timed in and switching roles even though you have the mvp of the league on there yeah you know what i mean so we've got uh golden guardians and clg we'll run through these real quick 
uh, Hanser, Closer, Golden Glue, FBI, and Keith. Keith obviously had that role, uh, role swap from ADC to support. Uh, don't know much about Golden Guardians. Obviously, Hanser is going to be uh, a solid top laner for them going forward, and then Golden Glue in the mid lane. Yeah, I think this season, I think they'll be better than last season, I hope. Um, I don't know how well Keith is going to transfer from AD carry to support. We'll see. Um, I guess he's got the mechanics now, so we'll see how it transfers over, but that's all to be seen. FBI, what we did see of him last season, wasn't nothing to write home about, but maybe, I mean, a year in the pro and maybe a few more games under his belt, maybe the Prodigy kick can come out. We'll see. Um, Golden Glue, uh, you know, he's a Golden Glue. He's a kid. He's uh, the only NA fucking mid laner in all of the LCS, so I'm kind of rooting for him, honestly. Um, closer, I know he has rumblings over there, but I'm not sure how good he actually was. I never watched him play, so I can't really touch on that. Haunter's been solid. He's always been solid. Mm-hmm. He's been a good clutch player as far as like holding it down, winning his lanes, and making good plays like late-game team fights. You saw him on NAR back in the day on TSM popping off getting five-man ulties and stuff, you know. So it's the same thing to expect from this season, and maybe Golden Glue can carry uh, Golden Guardians. We'll see. Yeah, they finished, I believe, uh, let's see, they finished seventh last season, so yeah. that'll be interesting to see. But they were a little bit above uh, Echo Fox as well as FlyQuest, so it'll, it'll be interesting to see where they finish up. Uh, so we got CLG, uh, Ruin, Wiggly, Crown in the mid lane, Stixay, and Smoothie. Uh, obviously, I know a little bit about Stixay. Uh, he, he's done real well. Uh, you know, I think he's kind of an underrated ADC. Uh, he definitely this, is. Yeah, at this point. So it'll be interesting to see if he can continue his ascent into like one of the better ADCs in NA. Uh, not much. Not much I know about the rest of the squad. So take it away, man. Um. Well, we saw, we all saw what Ruin did last year. Um. He's not gonna be like impact or. He's not gonna be someday or nothing, mm-hmm. but he's solid. He's he could play his tanks. Don't put him on. Uh, don't put him on. What was it? Gangplank. Yeah, don't put what, him. Did on he Gangplank. run it down on that? I'm pretty sure he had like one of the worst games of the season on Gangplank, <laughs> if I remember. Um, Good. I Wiggly. hate Gangplanks. <laughs> Wiggly, I think. I don't. I'm not sure about Wiggly. I haven't seen. We we seen him what last season. I'm not sure how I feel about him. I never remember being like, holy crap, Wiggly outplayed. But I don't have anything bad to say about him, so maybe maybe we can see some good stuff from him this season when mm. the game starts. Um, well, Crown, you know, he's a world champion. He didn't work out. What was it, FlyQuest? Or no, it was Optic. He didn't work out on Optic. I didn't see anything impressive from him. I think we had better mid laners already than him. So we'll see if he can maybe prove himself this season. And I'm not trying to be down about every person I talk about. I'm just being honest, guys. Um, if if I don't see something impressive, I'm not gonna comment on it. Um, yeah i think it's i think it's fair to kind of like frame it in like a world sense too because like you can go in na and say like oh these guys have been really good in na but you got to look at these teams in comparison to like the worlds as well because you can't you can't sit here and say like that a sixth place team in na is gonna get like even do even do what not well like even do normal against you know one of the teams that are that are at worlds like you have to frame it in that sense so i like the way you do it you got to be tough on these teams that's the only way you know they start to get better thank you yeah i mean that'd be like if you see g2 come over here to scrim all of our bottom half teams they probably never drop a game exactly they wouldn't it's just you got to have higher standards um stick say you know i think stick say is like second third best city carry in all of north america next to like cody's son yeah, I think he's they're both about tied. 
Yeah, uh, yeah, I would agree with that. So, I mean, we made it through all of LCS, man. That that's Wait, where is Cody Sun? Cody Sun's on Hundred Thieves. Yeah. <laughs> we need a hater, dude. Hater. So, uh, <laughs> look, look. I think the this p- portion of the episode is like going to be the main portion going forward. Like we're always going to work on, on LCS news and LCS uh, season. And I think that's going to be like the, the best uh, content that we do uh, other than like having you re out on episodes and maybe that'll Wait, be some good content. Recording? No, we're recording. What are you talking about? Oh, is this part of the show? Yeah, this is part of the show. Oh. And, and so basically uh, as we go forward, guys, like that's going to be primarily where we focus on. Uh, let us know like what you want to hear about LCS. Cause we'll talk about uh, what you guys hear. Eventually we'll start doing these live so you guys can comment along, but uh, yeah, that's LCS. I mean, it's, it's super interesting to see all the teams like make moves in free agency in the preseason. Uh, what do you, we never got that exact date on when, uh, spring slits. I, I don't think they've released it yet. Dude, I looked it up and I don't know how many more times I can Google it in a different like <laughs> sentence. I just, I'm, I guess we'll just keep checking it and I'm sure they'll put it on riot.com somewhere eventually. Gotcha. Gotcha. Okay. All and, right. Another thing I want to mention real quick guys is we're also going to be doing like between us two, we're going to start doing like a prediction thing when the games start, once we get a release of the schedule and we can like set it up so when we drop these releases they they have a prediction for the upcoming week um we're gonna keep tabs on that like and comment who's gonna win the who if you choose the right person at the end of this split or the end of the yeah we're doing per split you get 50 bucks so might as well like and comment all right damn dude we're see we're not the only ones dropping uh or tyler's not the only ones dropping money we're dropping some cash right, too <laughs> so we did we we're gonna hit lec we're gonna hit lck uh as well as like some oceana stuff very briefly and then we'll hit the gameplay changes uh that have happened this season but before we move on to lec give me the top three finishing i know that's kind of an easy thing to do in na but give me the top three uh and then kind of a wild card that you think might do well this season we all know you're gonna put tl number one oh for for na i'm talking talking about about europe oh team liquid all right let me let me take a look real quick. Um, team Liquid, Team Liquid, Team Liquid. Okay. Bitch. And then who's the who's the wild card? Team Liquid can't be the wild card as well. Okay. No, for real, we got Team Liquid. I would probably put TSM. And I really just want to say Immortals because Xmithy's on there, but that's not smart. Honestly, I think 100 Thieves because they got Cody Sun. 100 Thieves with Cody Sun and someday I think it's going to pop off. I think they're number three this season. Honestly, uh, obviously you could have like evil geniuses coming in Suzuki and Svenska and ruin it all. But mm. I think that's my wild card is evil geniuses just because they got bangs, Zazel, Suzuki, Sven. I think that bot lane is going to work super well together. So I'm going to say team liquid. I'm going to go with evil geniuses and TSM. And then my wild card is going to be FlyQuest because they have put together a pretty solid roster. Uh, and that'll be my that'll be my guess. I don't think I I, you I didn't like even to, have a hundred these in there. I, I dude, that roster is solid. It, 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 Cody Sun was one v nine last season. It, y'all y'all hurt me last season, man. Y'all until you show me something in spring, maybe I'll put you guys up there. Uh, I'll put us up there in in the I at summer least gave split. My third spot. <laughs> dude, I could I can't do it, man. I think they're gonna be they're almost overrated in my eyes until they show you see me. What that, you did. You lost his faith. <laughs> yeah, man. Fix it. I think losing Prawley is going to probably help us too. So I'm, I'm excited there. But let's hit LEC. Let's hit LCK because uh, we do have some some portion of the episode left and let's fly through this. All right. These are going to be a little bit shorter. Obviously not as much 
as far as research done yet. Um, just quick little subjects we want to touch on. Um, we know Broxa came to Team Liquid, so that means Fnatic had a spot open. They brought up Selfmade, which from what I've heard, I haven't seen him play very much. I think I saw a couple games. What I've heard and seen, he's pretty dang good. We'll see if him and Nemesis can get along. I think that was the problem going on at Fnatic. There's always been this some background turmoil going on. That's why they've been kind of struggling. Even though last season they still took uh, G2 to five games like three times. So it's still like they're a good org. They're a good team. There's some stuff going on. That's why Broxa said he left. Um, he just – it was getting uncomfortable type of stuff. So I think maybe if Selfmade and Nemesis can have more synergy, maybe they could pop off. Maybe they can get back. Another thing I wanted to touch on with LEC, because we all know G2 is the best team right now, assumed just from their last year's performance. Um, what do you guys think about Reckless? Do you think if Reckless shits a bed and they don't make it to Worlds or they don't win another split, do you think he retires this year? You've seen him cry at every single Worlds event, and every time he loses finals, do you think do you think Reckless has had enough of losing? Or, I mean, Doublelift's done it. He kept going back, didn't he? At least he wins in his region, and then he fails at Worlds. But what do you guys think about Reckless? Do you think he's going to retire, or do you think might, maybe he'll switch teams? Do you think he'll leave the org? Comment down below. Nice. And then we've got LCK and Oceana. Uh, Coma's leaving SKT, and then uh, another uh, another uh, LCK and another SKT piece of news. Will Faker rise again, or will China remain dominant? I know I know Faker had that that incident in Worlds where you know people were kind of calling him Shaker and things like that. Uh, yeah. That was super interesting to see, man. How literally one of the best SKT teams of all time kind of got you know like shook and in yeah. in a literal sense. Yeah, it was definitely eye opening to see that even someone as revered and as godlike is still a man. Yeah, like he's on that stage and he's know he's he knows everybody's looking to him. It's been a couple of years. He's all they have. Everybody's like what's Faker going to do? All eyes on you. And, you know, he gets a little bit shaky, man. You, you'd be fucking shaky too. Yeah. But, I mean, he's only, what, 22, 23? And the, the whole time he's ever been in the sunshine, it's been all eyes on him, the greatest player of all time, the GOAT, the God. I mean, that's a lot of pressure. And when it comes down to those games where it's like, can I do this? I mean, we've all been in that point in our life at one point where you're just like, I don't know. Oh, and you lose it, you know? I mean, it's it's definitely weird to see when you think of him as such a high character, but it's definitely understandable and you can't judge the guy for being human. Yeah. Um I th I think some of I think some of what uh like SKT's culture kind of plays into that. Like the way they have their culture set up, it's not like a fun like free-flowing yeah, culture. No, it's like dude, it's, it's like, like a military, dude. It, it really is. <laughs> so like when something's going bad, and it, it it can get very stressful. Like that's obviously the opposite uh, of teams that are just like be super free flowing, but obviously yeah. not as like uh, detail oriented. But uh, one of the things I was saying was like the first time I've ever felt pressure in League of Legends was Clash this weekend. Like you can almost <laughs> feel, you know, no, I'm serious, dude. Like you can almost feel it, it like the game feels different, you know? Yeah. Like, so I, I don't mean to like trivialize how he felt, because uh, obviously he's at Worlds and like all this stuff. But as far as League of Legends goes, like it almost felt different. Like I don't want to make a mistake. Like that, it, it was. It's different than like playing and norms, especially when you get into the game and you can just tell that the other team is playing super smart. Yeah, and you yeah. got your buddies over here like, I dare you to flash. <laughs> you mean and you? You're just like, oh my dude, and you get halfway through it and you're like, I'm over it. Yeah, but. 
I don't want to play anymore, Bob. They beat me, bro. <laughs> it's hard, man. It's a different atmosphere. And even though it's just that, that's why the game is so revered and loved by everyone is because it can bring that element. Even in a normal game, you get mad that you miss a cannon minion. And that, I think that's what's going to bring us all together, man. Just the love for the game and the passion that we have behind it. Oh, man, we really just got deep there. It's a good thing, man. We got to get <laughs> let them know. We, gotta, we, we ain't all coo- bones coo- and hardness. Kumbaya here. All right, so we finished uh, the pro scene. Uh, we're going to hit gameplay, and then we're going to end this episode. This has been a great episode so far, man. We're, we, I think every episode is going to be just a little bit better. I'm just I'm going to have a little bit more knowledge as far as the pro scene. I'm not going to be help. so awkward. You're not, yeah. Dalton's gonna actually like bring his A game every week. I'm gonna try to get a little mic to hold, like a mic stand, a real one, so I don't have to wear a headset. The headset might work, dude. The headset might work, but uh, but let's hit. Let's hit my head, weird dog. (laughs) Yeah, maybe maybe I would. No, I'm not. I'm not cutting anything. This is all live. This is unfiltered. (laughs) All right, so we got preseason changes. Uh, as far as the preseason changes go, obviously we had uh, di- the elemental dra- drakes were like the biggest change of the entire Huge, season. Man, uh, the the stupid little coves in like both top and bottom. The I think, yeah, the alcoves. The I think that I, it's a cool addition. Don't get me wrong, but it's like who who gives a shit? Uh, and then so basically, let's talk about elemental drakes and how the games kind of changed around prioritizing drakes because i feel like before there was definitely a prioritization but not as much as you see like three or four players kind of coming to drag at this point now man just you know me in the jungle i've always been an objective player more than i am like a steady ganker yeah and being an objective player this is like my wet dream if only we could get these na players to follow up okay (laughs) So, like, it's the greatest thing ever. You get so much for each dragon now. Like, not only, like, everybody's like, well, maybe it's just that one dragon doesn't do as much as it did before. But if you get the first three dragons, you only have to get one more dragon to get the soul. So if you pay attention in the first two, which aren't the soul, the third dragon determines the soul. So it's just, it's like, if you get those first two and then the third one spawns, you get that one. You only have to get one more after that and you get the fucking dragon soul. So it's like super big to get the first two because it's 10 times easier to get the other two because it's not as late in the game when everybody's as powerful as ever. Yeah. Yeah. You like, we have obviously been playing like for almost like a season and a half together now. Uh, yeah. So, so like it used to be where you could go through an entire game. Cause I would play like mid or support and you could go through an entire game as jungle. And like for the first two dragons, just, take them because nobody was prioritizing dragon yeah. and 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 uh you know uh yeah what am i thinking of uh what word am i thinking of not <laughs> not uh so not like minions not creeps what what am i thinking of uh, i'm thinking objectives? Of objectives yeah so like yeah. you i'm gonna cut that completely but so like you literally prioritize objectives more than any other jungler that i had played with and before you could you could get away with like taking the first two dragons right off the bat but i feel like now with the changes like it's becoming more and more into people's minds that oh like all of us need to be a dragon at this point because they're getting so important yeah you can definitely you can definitely tell the difference when like i'm like all right i played lisa and let me go get a level four dragon real quick and bang it out and i can kill this before anyone notices and the bot lane already freaking warded it and the jungle's hovering over mid lane i'm like yeah, can't do it. Yeah, later. Cut yeah. that. 
<laughs> I like I like the change. I think uh, Riot listened to to Double Lift when he was talking about Mountain Drakes too, because the changes to Mountain Drake from a from like a a, a public perspective and not like a pro uh, perspective. I like the changes to Mountain Drake. Uh, yeah, I did too. Yeah, I I don't think like people people didn't prioritize objectives again, like you're saying. So like there hasn't been a change to Baron as as much as I know. Correct. Not that I know of. It's okay. all the same. All right. Yeah, I mean, like, like that, like Double Lift was saying, it definitely helped the pros, but it didn't help uh, in in like the public in in like normal and in, in ranked uh, draft settings because it's just like people don't like five man the Baron and things like that. So it definitely yeah. helped us like do it as two sometimes. But I like the changes uh, as, as a whole. The alcoves, like we said, bullshit. But as far uh, as the changes while we're on them and talking about dragons, what about the Elder Dragon? I've only ever had that elder dragon once. I know that kind of says either my games are lasting really long or my team sucks uh, or, or not, or my games are lasting not that long and my team sucks. But yeah, I've, I saw it one time when we were playing together uh, and it has that execute, correct? Like that, it, it adds the execute. It gives all five players a pike ult, man. That's and all ridiculous. you have to do is auto. What? If it gets within that threshold that it gives you the little health bar in the threshold, once it gets below that threshold, you auto it executes. Does Triumph make that like better? Not Triumph, but uh, Coupe de Grace, Coup de Gras. Sorry, I don't think it affects it. I think it just goes to like a certain like twenty percent health or twenty five percent health, and then got it, it got it, got it. Yeah, I mean that's it seems it seems broken. That that's that's broken, and in pro play, it's going to be even more broken. Yeah, I don't see it making it to the pro game. I don't see maybe some version of that was like five percent health or something, but twenty percent health. That's literally like a quarter of your health bar, yeah. a fifth of your health bar. Yeah, it's nuts, and you get down low, and they get Elder Dragon. Even if you're like ahead, and someone goes for a pick, you're like, "Oh, I can get away and flash this ball to throw a Q, and you're dead." Come on, bro. It's that's it's too much. A yeah. Straight yeah, it it it'll be interesting to see if that uh, example that you're getting that prediction actually does come true because that seems real broken for pro play. So, I really uh, don't think it's gonna happen, brother. I think overall the the changes have been good. I think the map changes, like that quality of life change, it's it's cool and yeah. it's it's not the great. Like it's it is weird when the the element or the uh, the infernal drake spawns and like the map like turns red. Like that's yeah. the one where I'm just like, this is kind of weird. But or uh, or you get the ocean dragon and it's a Ringar's wet dream. Oh yeah, There's all I, the bushes everywhere, dude. But I've not seen a Ringar on the map yet, <laughs> dude. <laughs> when when it first came out, we were like, "There's gonna be twenty thousand Rengars playing," yeah. and uh, I haven't seen a damn Rengar the whole time, so it's kind of crazy. Yeah. yeah. So that's pretty much it, man. This has been a, a great first episode. Uh, appreciate you guys following along to the end, man. This is, uh, you know, gonna be something that we're doing uh, every week, and hopefully, we start to get to like two times a week. Uh, if you guys have comments, if you guys uh, like our content, please like, subscribe to the, the channel. Uh, also, again, like I said, leave comments. We'll start pushing this on Twitter. Uh, we'll do audio versions on like iTunes, stuff like that for you guys. But again, appreciate it. Thank you, guys. Thanks for tuning in. Y'all have a good night. <laughs>